Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. So you recently had an event where you talked about uh, improvisation for executives. Tell me more about that. For sure. Well, this this is part of my Squirrel Squadron. This is where I get tech and non-tech people together, and we talk about uh, anything to do with making technology more profitable. And one of the things that struck me, uh, partly inspired by our conversations here, was how much we can learn from improv theater. Have you ever done improv theater, Jeffrey? You know, I've not. Um, I, though I recently read the book Impro and, uh, and, and found it really, really interesting and definitely felt there's stuff I could apply there in the future. Oh, great. Okay, we'll have a link to that in the show notes as well as to the events. You can get a recording of it if, if people are interested. But the thing I covered uh, was three areas in which I thought executives of all kinds could benefit from um, making up more stuff, be, being more improvisational. And two of them we've talked about, one I don't think we have very much on the podcast. I talked about yes and. Uh, we definitely did an episode on that a while ago. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, we talked about n- uh, re- how valuable rehearsing was, how important it is to, to try things out, role play, practice your conversations. But the third one we talked about was um, having no script. So the idea that actually it would be beneficial to your team, to your technology team or any other team, not to have a detailed plan for the next six months saying who would be doing what on which day. And that's quite a radical view. Uh, I wonder what you think about that, Jeffrey. It's interesting that the, um, I think the idea of working with a script, it, it makes people very nervous. Like, and, I, and I often hear from executives that they want to make sure that they keep people busy. You know, we have to make sure that we're constantly feeding the team that there's something that's, you know, they're going to be uh, busy on. So I think that a lot of people would be nervous about that. And we have to be sure it's the right thing they're busy on. We, we, don't, th- we don't want them doing the wrong thing. <laughs> that that's often i think the second uh, concern that people have but the first yes. thing they're concerned about is that there'd be nothing at all um as and and i think the script that lays out what people are doing over that period of time kind of addresses both things so that's the that's the thought that comes to mind is i can see how people be very uncomfortable with that and uh, and yet i i know for myself that actually I'm kind of the opposite, which is if I have everything laid out to the point where it's trying to say what everyone's going to do over the next six months, that makes me nervous because I I don't have a lot of faith in those scripts. (laughs) Precisely. And we had someone in the session who's a chief operating officer and works with a lot of people on operational tasks and works with technologists and creates a lot of Gantt charts and spreadsheets and detailed plans. And when I said this, she said, oh, that would be wonderful because I don't believe those things anyway. But people in the rest of the business really want me to create them. And then, of course, we never deliver to them. (laughs) So what could we do instead? And we had a great discussion, uh, again, referring back to an earlier episode and and some folks we know, uh, a discussion about having no estimates, which uh, we talked to Vasco Duarte about, and uh, methods for very frequent feedback so that you actually build trust and you know what you're going to be doing next uh, in the short term, and you know that you're working in the right direction long term, although you don't know the details of it. How's that work out for you, Jeffrey? I know you do a lot of that. Well, you know, the interesting thing is actually in this past week, uh, we had um, sort of a stressful delivery that we had a deadline uh, on Wednesday and we delivered the software to have to do a test run uh, that we ran on Tuesday, the day before the kind of big launch. And then we actually had to make a, a change Tuesday night and 
launch you know, and actually have the big launch on Wednesday, we were a bit nervous and really didn't like working up to the deadline in that way. And so in the retrospective we had on on Thursday, which we always hold retrospective, so this one we were very happy to do so close after the event, we were, we were talking about what would have made a difference. And, and no one said, you know, what would have made the difference is to have a precise script of everything we wanted to do with all the estimates. But what we did say would be valuable would be a, an agreement on the critical path, you know, that these are the key things that need to happen for the delivery. So that I guess the feeling that, that we had a, a, a bit too little shared understanding of what needed to happen. So that was, it was unevenly distributed and that kind of um, inhibited our ability to get together. So I guess when you, you talked about a, a, a Gantt chart and like that, in no way did we want a Gantt chart, but we did want kind of agreement of how the key uh, steps were going to be and in what order. And, but that's that, so it's that, that sort of knowing the overall flow would have been very useful to have at the start, but we didn't need every step spelled out. How does that relate to improv and in the, in, in, in the, the kind of scene setting that you're thinking of? Uh, well, it, it relates perfectly, and I can tell a story about that, which you've just triggered for me. I was doing improv theater at university, uh, not professionally in any sense. It was um, drunken late-night um, review theater, very funny <laughs> stuff uh, with a, a, a lot of crazy people. And I remember doing one where we had a, a throwaway line that we were going to say, and we had the kind of details worked out enough that we knew what we were going to cover. And uh, what we were going to say for the first show of the year was uh, freshers, fr first year students, um, you know, part of your assignment is to come up on stage and participate. Well, a bunch of them did, <laughs> and we didn't expect that. <laughs> so I'm in the wings watching these extra actors appearing, trying to perform um, <laughs> and, and drunkenly staggering about the stage. And I said, what on earth do I do? And someone who was actually in the theater department said, well, this is live theater. <laughs> Go out and follow the, follow the plan that you had. And I went out and it was great. They played along. Uh, the whole audience was um, in stitches. Uh, it, it worked out very well. Um, uh, my, my job was to shoot some of the actors with a water gun and I just shot some of the, the freshers. It served them right for uh, coming up to the stage. But the... Um, the point is that we had an understanding. I had a water gun in my hand. I knew that the next thing I was going to do was go out in my soldier's uniform and, and uh, perform this action. I, I just had to adjust it to the event that was occurring. And in the same way, I think your team would have still discovered late that there was some extra step, there was something more they needed to do, but with a framework, they would have been able to anticipate that better, they would have been able to uh, work to it better, they would have been able to adapt to the situation. If they'd tried to write it all down at the beginning, tell me if I'm wrong, they probably still would have missed this step, they probably still would have missed this item if they'd tried to list the 17 things they had to do on Tuesday evening all in a row, they would have missed number 18. Am I, am I missing something there? You know, for sure. We, we, I mean, we, a lot of, we have a lot of feedback in our process. And so we, we definitely would have both, uh, um, not discovered things. We, we definitely would have missed things from the script. So if we were trying to, to work too tightly to that, we would have, we would have definitely come un, unglued because we, we wouldn't have, um, we would have missed things. I think, especially if we tried to replace feedback with the script, you know, so rather than sensing how things are going, if we tried to say, oh, we're, you know, right now, thing, everyone should be on this timetable, but without actually reviewing it and adjusting. Where we had a lot of reviewing and adjusting, um, it just, we didn't have as much, as strong as an overall plan uh, as we might have. You know, the thing is, hearing us describe this, I'm actually reminded a bit of how we do these episodes, which is 
we often talk about this and kind of set the scene and have an overall plan, but we, we definitely don't have a script. Yeah, I didn't tell you that story because I only thought of it as you were describing your, your end. So we didn't talk about that beforehand. You didn't know I was going to tell that story from university. Yes, and, and and I think it's it's interesting how that comes up. That is that the the combination of having the overall plan and reacting to what comes up, uh, uh, we both I think believe that allows us to have greater value for less effort than it would be if we tried to script the whole thing out. Exactly. You know, there's an analogy I often use with my clients, which we might find entertaining here. Have I told you? I don't think I've told our listeners about uh, the rocket ship and the starship. No, no. Tell me about that. So uh, uh, there's two ways of getting to Mars, and one is the way that we actually have, and Elon Musk is using it, and maybe he'll go there, and maybe he'll stay there, I don't know. But um, that (laughs) method is to strap yourself into the, on the top of a a rocket, um, bring a book, because you're not going to be doing anything for a long time, and um, then uh, when you arrive at Mars, get out. That, that's the, the simple method of getting there. But you, you don't need any windows or anything because you just blast the rocket off at just the right time. You maybe do a couple correction burns, but you, the, the, the plan is set. You, you can't do anything else. I see but what you're saying. What's yeah. much more interesting, and it's in every science fiction show, Star Trek is the most obvious, but it's everyone has this characteristic that actual rockets don't have, which is your starship can change direction and change course. And often <laughs> they're going to, you know, uh, uh, Betazoid 27 and they decide that uh, Alpha Mir uh, 12 is much more interesting halfway along. And so they say, oh, emergency, let's go there. Uh, And uh, the fact that you can react to something, you can see an asteroid halfway to Mars and say, oh, that's interesting, let's stop off at the asteroid, gives you much more flexibility, but much less certainty. On the rocket, you know precisely to the nanosecond when you're going to arrive and when you can get out. With the Starship, you, you might get interested in a comet on the way. And giving up that certainty... Uh, requires a level of trust that you might not have. And I think that was what was trapping my COO in my session. She was saying, you know, it'd be lovely to do without this, but other people demand it. Well, I uh, would claim that the reason they demand it is uh, she and others in the tech team haven't built enough trust. And uh, there are lots of ways to do that, which we cover in our book and elsewhere. Once you get that trust, the uncertainty actually is an advantage because it lets you do more flexible things. It lets you discover stuff, for example, in your case, that you would never have guessed beforehand. That, that's right. So uh, if uh, um, our listeners are interested in disagreeing with us about any of this in um, telling us more about these ideas and how they're working for them, if you want to tell us you disagree and you think Gantt charts are fantastic, you need uh, lots of planning up front, that's what works best for you, we'd like to hear that. Maybe you're right in your situation. For instance, you might be building a nuclear plant. That's probably a good place to plan. In any case, if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do that at agileconversations.com. That's uh, where you can find our email and our Twitter and uh, events we're doing. I'm in Krakow soon uh, in May for a a keynote speech. Uh, Jeffrey has regular uh, dojos for practice, uh, the rehearsal we talked about. So uh, head on over there and take a look. We'd love to hear from you or uh, see you at one of our events. And, of course, you can also just come back next week. Uh, Next Wednesday, we'll be back with another edition of Troubleshooting Agile. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, Grohl.